There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. I'm sorry, BK, can you go back to the news story about the shooting? D- did you say 7th and Chestnut? 7th and Chestnut. Can you describe that one again for me? Uh, let me find it here. It was four people in their late teens, three males, three boys, and a girl, and this happened. They were all at shot. 4 o'clock this morning, yes, according to police. At 7th and Chestnut, which yeah. is Keener Plaza. Right by Hooters Keener yep. Plaza, right there. Downtown. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, a block or two from Bush Stadium. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to go on some soapbox. I talked about this last week. You don't have, I mean, you're doing the news, so you don't, you don't necessarily have to comment, but I'm begging our leadership to address this. And I'm asking our leadership to address this because if you don't, uh, if, if downtown doesn't get handled here, uh, we're going to lose it. And by lose it, I mean, you know, people already in St. Louis aren't coming down uh, at times because they just haven't and they've made a habit of not coming downtown. The people who are coming in from out of town are coming to the ball game or going out to eat. And there are many enjoyable things downtown, but you got to get people downtown. Now, four in the morning is one thing, but if you get people to come downtown and feel the St. Louis people, to feel like St. Louisans feel like they can come downtown. You have more people walking the streets. You have less chances uh, for crime. And if this isn't addressed and if people aren't concerned about cities around the Midwest passing us with regard to opportunities and regional money and all of these things coming in, if you're not uh, concerned about that, that's not the St. Louis that I know. I mean, the St. Louis that I knew growing up took pride and said, we're going to do something about this and we're going to handle our business. That's not the St. Louis I know. I don't know what is going on here, but uh, it, it it needs to get handled. Okay, so I, I meant to start by talking sports, <laughs> but that one got my attention a yeah. few minutes ago. Yeah. And I know we that's not the first time we've had a shooting downtown because it happens almost every day. Uh, not Maybe not that close uh, to the central part of downtown, but it does happen. And it's this is not good. I mean... Uh, well, uh, and they're teenagers too. And, and I know that I, I went on yep. my soapbox a few weeks ago with Hancock and Kelly, and we got this money coming in from the federal government. And you get a lot of money donated by corporations to great organizations. But until you take the youth of this region and you give them schools that they want to be a part of, that they can be a part of, that nurture, that help nurture them from a young age. Until you do that, I don't know what else can really work because you've got to give these kids a life to live and a future. And I don't know how often our listeners have driven through some of these neighborhoods where a lot of these these kids live. You can understand why they are hopeless because there are places in every region where there is little hope. And where there is little hope, 
there is little hope to turn things around. And until the schools, and I'm not blaming the school district because they only have so much money to deal with, I'm, I'm talking about as a regional effort, corporations, governments, everybody, we need to support the youth of St. Louis and the region, not just the city, because you've got to give them hope and a future and it's some kids find it anyway, but you've got to give every child a chance to to have a future. And until you do, we're going to have stories like this in the news every day. I agree with you. And I also think that we need to have conversations and stop bickering and stop taking stances and hard stances and back and forth and back and forth and dragging this thing out and one side and the other side. Please listen to each other. I'm begging you to address this to the St. Louis leadership, both in the city and the county, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody, this is a regional thing. The downtown is not a city situation. This is everybody's downtown. This is your city. This is your downtown. This is a St. Louis region-wide issue. This is something that everybody needs to pay attention to. Wake up. Wake up. This is not going away. And there are a lot of great things about the city. I sit I'm as I'm as high on the city as anybody. Oh, we got great parks and restaurants and come on down, look at our museums and our sports. But the, the, we have issues, man. And, and uh, we've got to get after them. So uh, I know that there are people working on it, but we're not seeing any progress here. And until you see results, it's just going to be the same thing for me at this point. And I'm, you know me, I'm like, I've been Mr. Positive, Mr. Smiley about this city for my entire life. I grew up here, not downtown. I didn't grow up downtown, but I've worked downtown for almost 25 years, and I love it, and I I grew up uh, in St. Louis County, so downtown was mine. When I turned 16, man, my friends and I, we wanted to go downtown. Yeah, I wanted to go hang sure. out. I wanted to go walk the streets. No sure. chance would I let my child do that now. No. Uh, and she turned 16 next year. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get after it, and we'll talk some sports. Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager, is with us in just a few minutes. He's going to talk all about the ball club. They have 11 players injured right now, and that's not an excuse. That's just fact. Now, they've got to play better, and maybe they don't have the depth. that. uh, Did they anticipate they'd have 11 injuries? No. But they better figure out a way to get some depth, too, and that's uh, going to be John Mosellock's responsibility in his group, and he'll be with us at 1130. But the manager of the Cardinals, Mike Schilt, is with us in just a few minutes on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Time to get the inside scoop on the Cardinals 2021 season with Redbirds manager Mike Schilt. Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. The manager of the Cardinals is with us, Mike Schilt, on this Sunday morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Tom. How are you, sir? I am doing well. How are things? A warm, humid day, ready to take on the Cincinnati Reds today at one fifteen. It's um, look, it's not fun to talk about baseball when you're struggling or when you're dealing with injuries, and we'll talk about those injuries in just a bit. But uh, it is a long season. It is a grind of a season, and uh, we are not making excuses on this show. We're just going to state facts. Fact is uh, you're in the middle of another 17 game run here. I would imagine that tomorrow would be a welcome day off. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to, you know, play today. Looking forward and excited for the opportunity to play today. You know, we love playing baseball. We're blessed to play it. And, um, you know, so I don't want to get ahead of today. Um, 
but I don't think anybody's going to going to you know want to come in for early work tomorrow or, or extra work. I would I would imagine not. And I I agree with you. I think that one of the things that you stated in your post game yesterday was you really did like the effort of your club. That your club is grinding. That your club is giving uh, it everything it can. At that point, uh, another injury to Yadier Molina, a left knee contusion. I'll start with that. It's it's a bone bruise, Mike. Is there anything that you can add to that at this point? Really not. Um, you know, we're, we're going to stay away from him today as well if we can. You know, be available in an emergency situation. We think the day off will obviously help him. Um, but no, it's uh, you know, got him on flush on the on the bone. You know, those are nasty things that can be really. Um, sore and you know, but we got the one of the toughest men, you know, toughest guy I might ever know um, on earth. But um, you know, even uh, Superman's got a kryptonite, and you can't deal with uh, something that's you know requires you not to be able to move like you would like, especially in a squatting position. But um, we don't think it's anything that's going to uh, be IR, IL related. Okay, that's good to hear. And he is tough as nails, man. When that happened and I watched it, I wasn't exactly sure where it hit him uh, until the club announced it, but watching him moving around slowly, I'm like, oh man. I mean, if Yachty's moving around slowly like that, you know he's dealing with a lot of pain. He toughed it out, was able to get through that inning, and that was a good four innings for Johan Oviedo. I'm going to start with a very positive thing here. Oviedo was really good, I thought, Mike, and you had a decision to make there with the bases loaded in the bottom of the fourth to put in John Nagowski. Just uh, take us through that and also the performance by Oviedo. Well, it was great. Um, you know, everything we pretty much asked, first pitch strikes, strikes with all his pitches, um, trusting his stuff, not trying to do too much, just pitching. Just throw it in there and, and let your pitches work for you, and they're plenty good, and they were on display yesterday, and they were pretty plenty good. Um, you know, gets up the home run to India, and then, um, you know, Nate Quinn with a hustle double, and then he gets the ball up to, to Barnhart um, for the second run. So he's, you know, he's holding his own. Uh, he's in a tight 2-2 ball game, and, you know, bases loaded, two outs. Um, you know, in a different scenario, uh, different scenario meaning, you know, we've, we're, we're scoring more consistent runs um, or we don't have as anything in the bullpen because um, our back-end guys, Helsley hadn't pitched in but uh, 10 pitches in four days. Cabrera hadn't thrown in four days. And at that point, you're, you know, you're planning on, uh, you know, being able to use Gio and Alex. You know, you take your shot, try to get a lead, and um, those guys hadn't pitched in three days. And so, you know, you take your shot. And getting Nagowski up there and um, chance to play with the lead, which we hadn't had in a while, and, and uh, take advantage of an opportunity with runners in scoring position, which we hadn't had as many of recently. And, um, you know, he took it at bat, flew out, and then go to Helsley, and, and uh, you know, we didn't score any more regardless. So, anyway, that was a thought process. Yeah, and uh, Nagowski was up there with a chance, and the flyout uh, ended that threat. And that's what you need. You need that one. Well, you need you could use more than one, but a, 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 just a breakout, just you know, just to open the floodgates somewhere. I thought actually it was going to happen early. Uh, Edmund with his double, he's just been a tremendous player for you. A great at bat by Arenado to stick the bat out and and drive in Edmund. And I thought, well, here they go. Maybe this is a little spark that they need. But it's just been tough, hasn't it? Just to get that offense going for for whatever reason, Mike. And and yes, depth 
uh, and injuries has played part of that, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, we can look at it a number of different ways. I'm never going to come across as a, a guy that's going to complain. It's a, it's a result-oriented business. Um, you know, winter's not solutions. We've got to figure out a way to find solutions. You know, the fact of the matter is we've, you know, in a stretch of a lot of games in a row, um, you know, we've been pretty banged up. Um, feels like every other day there's a IL situation or somebody's, you know, we just – but that's look. Nobody's gonna feel sorry for us, and um, got to figure out a way to to get it done. So you would go with Kiz today if uh, if you're gonna give Yadi a day off again, and then uh, you'll. Here's the fortunate thing: is that you look at your bench. You have had some very pleasant uh, surprise. I don't know if it's a surprise that Edmundo Sosa has been performing well, but it's a pleasant outcome uh, that he has taken full advantage of an opportunity, hasn't he, Mike? And when Paul DeYoung comes back, which seems to be soon, looks like you have a nice middle infield situation. Yeah. Sosa's been great. Um, you know, he's done done a nice job. Played played very, very well both sides of the baseball. Made a lot of winning plays. Um, brings energy. Takes tough at bats. Um, you know, got a good butt down the other day. Made some plays to end a couple wins in Arizona last week. So he's done done a great job. And then the, the rest of the lineup, we talked about Edmund. Carlson's been uh, hitting second for you and, and has had some very good moments, including a home run off. Uh, Trevor Bauer uh, earlier this week against the Dodgers. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt continues to smoke the baseball, but uh, what what has been your evaluation just of his offensive production, and and what are you seeing there? What are you feeling there about your All Star first baseman? Um, you know, Paul, you know, Goldie's he's taking some good at bats. He's giving everything he's got. He's laying it out there every day and playing his usual good defense, and um, he's ready to be on point to take a good at bat every time he's up there. And Arenado, with uh, I mentioned the couple RBIs yesterday, uh, we'll hear some of his comments a little later this hour. But uh, he's really been a great leader for you. And then overall, he's uh, starting to it seems like finding his uh, game again after a little bit of struggles at the plate for him. Arenado, that's a player you don't have to worry about. He he's someone who's going to find himself uh, like Goldschmidt. Uh, there's a great track record there. Yeah, I mean you're talking about proven professionals. I mean one thing that. Um, people, you know, understand about our game, don't want to experience it. It's ebbs and flows, man. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, this guy's not falling, Tom. I no. mean, you know, so <laughs> let's just, let's just, you know, regroup here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, guys go through, you know, uh, times where they don't feel as good. Yet, you know, no one had three hits yesterday. Um, so, you know, it's uh, part of the game. Yeah, he did. And, you know, there's another guy at a multi-hit game, and that's Tyler O'Neill, who has emerged, and, and he has all the tools. I'll tell you, I, I, he is fun. I mean, he really is fun to watch, and when he's feeling good and he's in your lineup, uh, he is a big-time threat. Just what you've seen from Tyler O'Neill, who went on a bit of a home run binge and just overall hitting. I mean, the guy's hitting 281, Mike. Guy's a beast. He's been playing great. Um, tremendous bats, you know couple doubles, you know, down the left field line, down the right field line, you know, hitting the ball where it's pitched, big, strong kid, get out of the ballpark, um, has played phenomenally good defense. I mean, he made a tremendous play, as most everybody saw, um, to preserve the win against the Dodgers. And, you know, another tremendous play, um, you know, before that, uh, sneaky good play in the eighth. He ran the ball down 
was slicing away. Has made um, multiple good plays, made a great play earlier in this series down the left field line that ran into the wall. Um, got a big bag the other day after a base hit. Got a big bag where he manufactured a run in the ninth. And then Sosa, um, you know, Butcher Boy drove, you know, knocked it by Turner at third to help us beat the Dodgers. So um, he's done a lot of good things for us, man. He's played really well. Good player. Yeah, he is. Uh, in your outfield, you now have two more injuries in your outfield, and Harrison Bader's been injured for a while. It, we'll ask about his progress in just a moment. But Justin Williams, uh, the new injury there. What's the situation there with Williams? What's the prognosis? And and then after you answer that, Harrison Bader, is he coming around? Yeah, we uh, got off the flight, um, coming back from L.A., and and then uh, I guess Justin woke up and had a sore neck. I don't know, residual from the flight, sleep, some combination. But anyway, couldn't uh, didn't move real well. Um, And we was unavailable uh, the first two games of this series, so we were playing short. You don't tip your hand on that. You just manage it. But, um, you know, got to a point where just treatment couldn't alleviate his situation, just continued to be stiff. I think he got a little better yesterday. But, um, you know, obviously put him on the I.L. Uh, Harrison's um, likely going to be a little longer than we anticipated. We're still working on timelines. But he um, he hasn't been able to, to, to get over the hump in his recovery and get back to baseball activity and, as you know, the further away. Hold on a second, Tom. Yeah. Mike Schilt, uh, Cardinals manager in his office, and from time to time needs to meet with a few people. Uh, so I'll tell you what, I'm going to give him a little time to do that. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with more. It's Cardinals manager Mike Schilt live from his office at Bush Stadium before a 115 first pitch. We love chatting with him. We'll touch on a couple of the injuries and also circle back to the pitching situation that the Cardinals are in right now. John Gant is the starting pitcher today at 115 back after this. Welcome back to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. We're back on the Mike Schilt Show on KMOX with the Cardinals manager. I'm Tom Ackerman. Cardinal baseball today at 115-1220 pregame with Joe Pot, Bush Stadium, the site. And it has been quite a sight to see the fans back in there, hasn't it, Mike? And I like those day games because the kids can join. I know you're focused on the ball game, but having the kids out there eating cotton candy and hot dogs and whatever else to keep uh, to keep their interest, I know that they love that team. And it's been nice to see all the families out there. It's awesome. I love it. I love seeing everybody out in the ballpark, but I, I always have a special place for the, the kids out there. They got their Goldie and Yachty and Arenado, Wayno jerseys, Carp, you know, it's just Eddie now starting to see some Nedman jerseys and um, Bader and all that. It's just, it's just great um, to see those young kids out there and they got their gloves. And, um, you know, I saw Goldie yesterday after he gets through playing catch, go over and sign some autographs and, you know, that interaction is just, is, you know, priceless for those young, young, you know, budding players and um, Cardinal fans. And it's just, uh, just good, good, good stuff. It's, it's what baseball is good. What's good about baseball. It is. There's a great relationship between fans and players, especially here. And I know that the, it means a lot to the players that that's not just talk. They, they love that. They love that energy. It's just different than playing in an empty ballpark, isn't it? With the, when the fans start to rumble a little bit in a big moment and Cardinals fans are, are very aware of situations, aren't they? 
Yeah, it's way better with the fans in the ballpark. Um, yeah, hearing them get excited. I mean, you know, we've uh, we've had the go-ahead run, or the winning run, rather, at the plate in the ninth uh, two days ago, and we've had the tie-in run of the plate uh, yesterday. And, you know, not, not ultimately, the you know, the consolation prize. That's not exactly what we're playing for. Yay, we got the – but we were down six to one two days ago, and ended up scratching and calling to get that win and run at the plate in the ninth. And last night, you know, back in their bullpen, we get the the tie and run up there. So, you know, it's uh it's part of it. You know, it's uh but the crowd, to your point, was was very much into it. And of course, we've had a lot of memorable moments already this season that the crowd has has been able to share with us. No doubt about it. And there will be many more. And at some point, this thing will turn, and you'll have those. Uh, great runs that you've had in the past. Uh, you've been in this game a long time. I've been covering the Cardinals, gosh, since 1997, so 24 years. I don't know that I've ever seen injuries stack up quite like this. There have been times where you've had injuries, but I've never seen a run of them so quick, and I don't know what to attribute that to. I mean, is that just unlucky? Is it uh, the fact that you're playing a lot of games in a row? Is it the fact that you played 58 last year and you're already at 59? I have no idea. I I, I get asked that a lot, Mike. I guess I'll ask you: Do you do you have any feeling one way or the other on why there are a lot of injuries going on, or is it just part of the game? Uh, well, there are injuries going across across baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, you look and you're seeing. I mean, I, I've looked at the numbers; They're, it's staggering what's taking place across our industry. Um, always study why. Um, I'd give you a longer answer than we have time for, but. Um, you know, player health is, is really important. I took over years ago in our minor league system um, to run spring training. And prior to that, we'd had a lot of um, soft tissue injuries. And then did a real study with our medical team as to how and why and usage and putting together schedules. And, um, you know, we've been able to stay pretty healthy the last couple of years at the big league level. Um, so now you look at the injuries – and, you know, some of them are just, they're just, you know, there's a couple, three different ways you look at injuries. You know, one is just baseball injuries. You know, Tyler O'Neill slides into second base and, you know, gets his, hits his finger. Harrison Bader dies for a ball and falls on it and breaks his ribs. You know, Paul O'Neill gets hit in the ribs, gets a broken rib. Um, Yadi gets a foul tip, you know, takes it off his, off his knee. Um, you know, then you got guys like Miles who, um, you know, effectively just hasn't been able to, to get over the hump with something that he was dealing with even prior to, you know, signing here or right in the beginning of signing here in 2018. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you got, you know, Andrew Miller has a toe that's, you know, chronically been an issue with him that, that flared up. Um so they're 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 not overuse issues, but now you get into the usage issues or some, you know, Jack. I mean, a well-conditioned, high-level elite athlete, um, but now is taking a year off of hitting, um, and then we work the balance of, you know, getting getting some at bats and getting some swings so he can go compete in a game, um, but not too much. You know, we we put our starters on a, on a basically a, you know, six man rotation and, and was able to slide Oviedo when we needed to in there to spot start to keep those guys fresh, keep their arms fresh. And, you know, Jack has a 
issue swinging a bat and pulls a lat. And KK hustles down the line in a, in a you know, and hits the bag. Um, who's never been in an offensive situation. Last year, pitched for us in a DH situation, pitched in a, you know, non-hitting um, league in, in Korea, um, and hits a bag and jams his bat. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, those are two offensive um, injuries that are attributed to pitchers. Um, and, look, I'm not – I don't complain about the National League game. I'm just sharing. You asked me the question, right? You know, based on a year being off and a guy with unfamiliar doing it and how injuries are taking place. So, um, you know, you look up and you figure out, okay, where's the overuse issues? Where's the soft tissue issue? And there's really not. And uh, to that part, I feel like the controllables as far as giving guys pro- proper blows and our medical team and most importantly, guys taking care of themselves has been really as good as it's been the last several years. Um, but, you know, you got some injuries that you just can't prevent. And, uh, and we've had, a, we've had a rash of them and baseball's had a rash of them, but, you know, I've never seen it to this degree. I mean, clearly, um, you know, we've got a lot of, we got a pretty damn good IL team right now. Um, but we also got a pretty good team that we're going to throw out there today on the field and go compete against Cincinnati. I know that uh, you have John Gant pitching, and uh, he's a great competitor and a really good athlete and a darn good pitcher who's been able to change speeds for you and most importantly throw strikes. He had a really nice outing last outing, didn't he? Yeah, that's the key to John. He's exactly what you said, Tom. He's going to compete his tail off. He's got multiple pitches he can throw for strikes. Um, you know, and the last outing against LA, he was able to do that, um, able to be in the strike zone against a really good hitting ball club and get able to, to gut through six innings um, and have enough pitches to do it. So um, we're looking for more of the same today because, you know, we just need a length out of our starters. Um, you know, the, yesterday was about the only day that and another time this year that we had some innings in our starter that we um, didn't take advantage of because we still had some bullets left and was still being effective. And we, we've already talked about that scenario, but, you know, we've basically been able to, to go and, and ride with our starters um, as long as they've been able to be effective, and we're looking for Johnny to be effective for a long time today. And we've talked about, uh, we mentioned walks, we've talked about walks a ton. I mean, I think we talk about it all the time. So we know that that uh, is what it is, and, and walks are happening, and that you know led to a two-run homer for Suarez yesterday, a runner on base. He, he hits one over the wall. He's capable of doing that. We'll see where it goes today, and then I, as I see, well, let me, let me yeah, yeah, go ahead. There, I'm sorry. You know, yep. look, walks, have, walks. Have, I mean, if you look at, it, they've improved. So they we, have. You know, we got to spin out of this narrative of like, oh, guys are. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, yeah, it was a. Unfortunately, we talked about it today in our staff meeting. You know, you had a, a walk, um, deleted two runs. The only two walks. <laughs> it was like, you know, they right. just. You know, at what point do you do you overcome and they don't bite you? So they feel worse when they do. And I'm not alibying it. The guys did it. Suarez went deep, got a leadoff walk, had a play at third that, you know, didn't, didn't execute that could have could have um, entered an inning and instead of led to a run. Um, but you know, you want to talk about the walks? Oviedo was a guy that had gone out and and had some walks. Let's celebrate the fact that he went out and you know threw a lot of strikes and. Um, Cabrera's been pretty good recently and you know so guys have been hit a little bit the last couple of games and but we're not walked as many people but 
you know, I just wanted to make sure we're, we don't ignore the fact that things have improved on some level. Is there room for more improvement? Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to alibi it, but I also don't want to I'm not, not um, rightfully speak up for the group, group that's done a pretty good job of doing better um recently sure oh for sure and you know like well like gant well we started talking about gant yep. i mean he was leading your team in walks he's, right. he's cut down on those right. walks for sure uh alex reyes walks people but you know he's able to get he's put himself into an all-star game conversation i mean he's he gets the job done um so yes absolutely and then you know there's carlos martinez who we know an inning got away from him Last start, as far as I understand, I think this is right. He starts Tuesday and Wayno starts Wednesday, right? Wayno had a really nice start. Um, just yeah, your evaluation of those two starters who have been around for a long time. Yeah, I mean, looking forward to getting Carlos back out there. I mean, just uh, talk about strikes. I mean, he really, you know, he was either a little off the plate or too much on the plate against L.A., and when he was on the plate, they made him pay for it. Um, well, you know, walks weren't a real issue. He just got hit, you know, and they just couldn't stop and they wouldn't, you know, wouldn't cooperate by hitting the ball at somebody. We couldn't figure out a way to get out of that first inning the other day, but I expect him to be, um, be really good on, on Tuesday. And, and you mentioned Wayno, he was great the other day. Um, really just not as sharp early on and just absolute, you know, gutted up, you know, real veteran to get through seven and um, set our bullpen up to, to be able to do a few things. But uh, anyway, he was great. Look forward to both of them pitching Tuesday and Wednesday. Absolutely. Um, what about uh, what's what's to come? Or Let me ask you about Angel Rondon. What, what has been your uh, evaluation of him as he's moved his way through the minors? He was the minor league pitcher of the year back in 2019. Pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on him right now and what his role could be? You know, I don't have a lot. He is minor league pitcher of the year in 19 and, you know, was in camp in 20 and then camp got shortened with COVID and then his season got, you know, basically didn't happen last year. Um, so saw him in spring training, you know, it looks like he throws strikes, multiple pitches, changes speeds, um, but don't have a ton of history with him, you know, playing with him or working with him. But, you know, clearly a guy this organization um, feels good about and is, and is here to help us. And finally, just an overall look at your team in terms of the standings, you are a game and a half out. I mean, after all that, right? I mean, you're a game and a half out. Now, the Cubs have lost three in a row. The Brewers have won three in a row. The Cardinals have lost four in a row. Here you are, the three of you, a game and a half apart. Uh, it's good. This is not a surprise to anybody. I don't think, by the way, the Reds are four out. But I don't think this is a surprise to anybody. This is going to be a, a fight. I mean, it's going to be a grind. Baseball seasons are, but this division uh, appears pretty tight right now. Just to, I, I know we talk about that, uh, whether you pay attention to the standings mm-hmm. or not. I know it is a thing, and you're on. You you could be in first place uh, with a nice little run here. You just never know. You got the Cubs uh, coming up. Well, I think I mean, I, you know, look, the the day that it matters the most is the end of the, the last day of the season, and that's that's uh, it's a long season. You know, we've. Um, we've been in first place, I think, probably more than anybody in our division all season. Um, we're not currently, definitely where we, you know, where we want to be. Um, but we didn't get any extra credit for being there, um, and we're not in a position now to where you know we're right there. So our deal is just got to go out and play good baseball, you know. And uh, we played good defense recently. We just haven't got the timely hitting, and uh, we haven't been able to 
you know, I mean, some, you played three or four games in a row. You know, the last three games, all three games could have gone, the, you know, a certain way. But, you know, we didn't execute um, here or there, and and they did. And we just uh, we got to figure out a way to execute and be a little better today. Finding reinforcements inside and perhaps outside the organization is the job of John Mosaylock, and he's going to join us at 11.30 this morning on Sports on a Sunday Morning, so we'll leave that conversation with him. But uh, for now, I really appreciate this. I love talking baseball with you. It's always a pleasure on these Sunday mornings. Good luck today against the Reds. Get a win, and then uh, we'll. Uh, before we do that, though, of course, we do our Dolan Memory Care Homes memorable play of the week. Do you have a selection for us? Yeah, I would say, I mean, there's a few that were, you know, some positives for sure. But I'd say O'Neal's catch in the game against the Dodgers. Oh, man. That, I'm, I think I watched that about 20 times. I mean, that was amazing. Before I play it, just uh, from your perspective, can you describe it? Well, um, you know, we we, um, we we play our tails off that game like we did the whole road trip. And... You know, we get uh, we got a two nothing lead, scratched a couple runs um, with some with some really good base running, and then you know go out and then get a two run homer, um, and we answer right back pretty much in the top of the ninth, and and uh, you know scratch that run across. O'Neill steals a base. I mentioned about Sosa driving him in, so we manufacture a run, and then Alex goes out and gets two quick ones, walks um, Sestugo, and then Bellinger hits a base hit. Um, so now we got bets up, we got a two oh count and you know, dangerous hitter and there's a slider that gets a lot of the play and uh puts a good swing on it and you know, candidly if he doesn't make the play, it's probably the ball game because Bellinger's a good runner and he's got a good lead off first with, you know, um going on two two out. So but when he goes back makes just a tremendous play against the wall. Now a two one pitch. Sutsugo leads away from second. Bellinger, a big lead at first. The pitch, a swing, and there's a long fly ball left field. O'Neill moving back, puts up the glove. He made the catch! He made the catch for a Redbird winner! He bounced off the wall, pumps his fist, celebrating the Redbird winner, 3-2 at Dodger Stadium. What a great call there by John. What a play by Tyler O'Neill. And there were some great plays in that game. Carlson had a sliding catch. Edmund had a leaping grab in that game to Rob Muncy. But with all respect to all your defensive players, there has not been one better than that. That was a tremendous play by Tyler O'Neill. It's our memorable play of the week, sponsored by Dolan Memory Care Homes. If you have a loved one with dementia that needs a safe place to live, contact Dolan Memory Care Homes, where they have no more than 11 residents per household. Visit DolanCare.com. Mike, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to chat with you, and have a great day. All right, Tom. You have a blessed day. Always a privilege. Thank you. Same here. Cardinals manager Mike Schilt with us. It's 1048. Quick break. We'll come back with more of sports on a Sunday morning right after this. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 10.53. Let's listen to a bit of Nolan Arenado from yesterday. It's going to be tough. It wasn't going to be easy. Um, we still believe in what we're doing, and we still believe we, we can come out on top. And uh, But it's been tough for sure lately. But uh, that's part of it. Every team goes through it. We're going through it right now. But, uh, you know, I know that greater times are ahead. Thanks, Nolan. Jeff Jones, Global News Democrat. 
Nolan, is there anything that you can sort of do actively to force a bust out? I know it sounds ridiculous, but like, is there, is there, is it just a matter of like changing a routine or looking at something different, doing something different? Is there, are there things like that that can maybe just sort of reset mentally a little bit when you're going through a stretch like this? Yeah. You know, I think, I guess it's one of those things you try not to put it all on your shoulders, you know, um, sometimes fall in the trap of doing that where you feel like it's kind of your fault. Um, but you know, we're a team and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when it's you're going good, you have the same routine when you're going bad. I, I don't necessarily agree with changing everything. Um, maybe there's certain things you can add or certain things to rest your body or get your body to feel better going into the game. But, um, you know, I don't believe in changing a whole lot. Um, you know, just because things go bad just for a little bit doesn't mean, you know, it's, the, you know, it's the end, you know, you got to do something totally different. Um, we got to grind this out. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. Continue to grind it out. Um, we got a day off Monday. I think that'll be great for all of us, but we got a big game tomorrow. We got to, you know, hopefully get a win here. The, uh, the ball that rebounds off the backstop back to kids in the seventh, is that a case where the, that play is just happening so fast? It's sort of hard to read the deflection from your spot and get to the bag all at once. Um, you know, I think we passed ball, went to third. I think kids just, Threw it a little high, that's it. But, yeah, you know, I think we would have had them, you know. But, you know, it just seems like right now, you know, everything we're doing right now has kind of been – we're struggling a little bit. So, but it's all right. You know, we got a lot of games left, a lot of season left. You know, I, I know it's tough right now, but, you know, we got, you know, four months left for this grind. And uh, I feel very confident in this group. Rick Hummel, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Yeah, no one in your first two at-bats for the men in scoring position, did you – Try to concentrate it all on shortening your swing and make sure you put the ball in play hard somewhere. Oh, for sure, absolutely. You know um, that you know Mel, that pitcher for them is a good pitcher. He's tough to face. Um, his, he pitches really well with the fastball, good slider, and um, yeah, you know you just want to put the ball in play, find a way to help the team win. And uh, luckily enough, I was able to hit some tough pitches today. Um, I know that swinging at those pitches as the season goes on might not work out entirely just because. The odds aren't great, but, you know, today was a battle, and I'm just trying to grind this thing out until I start feeling like me again. Had you been in a situation where you were taking too many good pitches and swinging at pitches that were out of your zone? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, when you start to feel a little uncomfortable, you start like, oh, I want to see a pitch, and then it's the pitch right down the middle, and then you say, I want to be aggressive, and then you're over-aggressive. You know, I think it's just one of those things. Just got to slow the game down, get in my legs, and I'll be fine. Thank you. Benjamin Hoffman, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Hey, uh, just real quick, I wanted to ask you about your role kind of as a clubhouse leader. Uh, it, when you guys were with, with Rockies and you navigated through tough times, is what you did as a leader different than what you're doing with the Cardinals, or is your role kind of the same? Well, I, you know, I think times like this, you just want to continue to work, show that you're all in continue the routine, continue to work as hard as you can, and uh, just let you know your teammates that you're all in. I think these guys know that, though. I don't have to prove nothing to them. And But I think at the end of the day, I, I'm just trying to show up every day and know that I'm going to grind as hard as I can um, for them. And, you know, I, like I said, I believe in this group. I know everyone in there believes in each other. And it's just, uh, like I said, it's just a rough patch right now. And uh, I believe, like I said, greater times are ahead. And uh, But we definitely got to grind this out. We got to be better. And uh, we will. That is Nolan Arenado, and this is Sports on a Sunday Morning.